Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 231 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Allison Scott. Allison lives in San Diego, California, and she is a health and lifestyle coach. Welcome, Allison. Hi, Jen. So excited to be here. I know. I'm excited to be here, too. We've already talked for like 15 minutes I know. before we even started recording. <laughs> We're just having some fun, visiting. Yep. yep. Getting caught up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I love love to talk to people on the podcast. It's my favorite thing to do. So, you know, I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? 
Okay. Well, I think I'll start with kind of my whole weight journey, if that's Absolutely. okay. Okay. So as a kid, I was like uber thin and never had an issue with Ditto. food. Yeah. So yeah. I was one of those kids that, you know, the girls didn't like because I could eat a hot Sunday and a pizza and, you know, not gain any weight. One time I ate four hot dogs oh, at yeah. a Halloween event Easy. and I was like, I had four hot dogs. Hot dog. They're like, yeah. what? Yeah. I'm I know. Like, yep. I probably could eat five. I mean, you know. I know. We were those <laughs> girls. We were. And I really didn't have any weight issues until I had babies. So <laughs> so I was lucky, like into my 20s, I was, you know, I had two children and the weight just came right off. And it was when I had my third child in my mid 30s that that all changed. And I started having weight issues. I couldn't get the weight off after my son was born. And I was like 36. And so that's when I started my diet journey. So I was very familiar with the diet journey because my mother had been on it her whole life. So I had seen my mom on her journey the whole life. And didn't you just feel like, well, that'll never be me. Yes. Cause I, I didn't have the weight issues. Right. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to be like her, you know, I'm not gonna I remember the issues. first time I had the hunch that I might, it was like, right. I was a teenager. I had just gone through puberty and I was wearing shorts and my stepfather made some comment about, he's like, up, oh, you're shaping up like your mom or something. And I was like, what, what? I just remember that really hit me. And then from that moment on, I was like, guess I'll be self-conscious about my thighs like she always was. Maybe if he hadn't said that, I wouldn't have been. But, you know, just it, he didn't mean anything by it. You probably looked fabulous. I'm sure I, I mean, did. as a teenager, <laughs> my God. But I always watched my mother worry about her thighs. And I'm like, he just made that little comment. It just it, it was probably meant lovingly. But then at that moment, I suddenly became self-conscious about my body and never had been. No, same. Yeah. So you saw your mom. I saw always. my mom struggle. You know, she did crazy stuff. She did like these shots. I don't even know what was in the shots, but she did these crazy shots. And Was she also eating like 500 calories a day with the shot? Probably not as much because my mom loved food. Okay. <laughs> so. Because I, the HCG diet that I did with the shots. You ate was, nothing. Well, it's 500 calories, but it had been around like in the 70s. It That's came when around. it was. That's See, when it was. I bet you she was doing HCG diet in the 70s and yep. then it went away and then mm -hmm. it came back. Yeah. She lost a lot of weight. I bet she did. But, you know, then it all came back and then <laughs> right. some, you know, so she did everything, Weight Watchers, and she just struggled with her weight her whole life. So I didn't think that was going to be me. But when I hit my 30s, that's when I started, you know going, oh no. So of course I knew what to do. I got on all the diet things. I started with Weight Watchers, went lifetime. That was actually pretty successful for me. And I kept it off for a couple of years and then weight crept back on, <laughs> went back to Weight Watchers, went lifetime again, weight crept back on, then did, you know, Jenny Craig and Ideal Protein. Do you know Ideal Protein? It's like a keto one, kind of. I, I kind of avoided that one. I think it's from Canada. It has weird food. I've heard of it. Yeah. Do you do shakes? No, it was like weird. It was really, you couldn't eat any sugar at all. And you couldn't drink because you were always in a state of ketosis, always. Okay, and so, so it's you, shooting for ketosis. Yeah, always. Okay. And you, so you couldn't drink at all because it could you could faint. So, <laughs> you would die. So you would die, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not going to work for me. No. <laughs> so tried that one, lost a little bit of weight. You know, I kind of just went through the rounds. And then, you know, I was a big peruser of the diet lane in Barnes & Noble. Me too. <laughs> I would just go in there and say, what's here? What yep. have I not done? Yep. 
exactly. Yep. And try and find something new. And I, that was probably around 2016, 2017, I found the obesity code. So on the, you know, the end cap, right? Number one bestseller. So I get that book and I bring it home and I try to read it. And I'm not a science girl. So it was like whew, over my <laughs> There's a lot in there. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. So I tried it, but I didn't do clean fasting. So it was really hard for me. And I I was raised Catholic, you know, I was supposed to fast during Lent and Good Friday and the Fridays during Lent. And I was terrible at it. I was shaky <laughs> and hangry yeah. and I, you know, I hated fasting. So the word fasting to me was scary. I didn't feel like I was any good at it. Well, that's just not for me, right? So then I then kind of fast forward to 2019. That's when I tried Weight Watchers again. At that point, I was probably full-blown menopause in that stage. And try it again. Oprah's got a stake in it. So I'm like, okay, yeah. it's going to be really good. Because right? we love Oprah. Because we, we love Oprah. We grew Oprah up watching Oprah, right? Every day. Every, every single day. day. <laughs> Come home from school, watch Oprah. <laughs> So I thought it'd be great. And it didn't work at all. Like it wasn't working at all. I wasn't gaining weight, but I wasn't losing any weight. So it I'm stopped like, the weight gain stopped that the comes along gain. with menopause. Correct. I was already up, right? So I'm like, ugh, can't get it off. And I'm like, what is going on? Weight Watchers always worked for me. So couldn't get back to lifetime. So I was like, okay. And at that point, kind of a lot was going on in my life. My husband got diagnosed with chronic blood cancer in January of 2019. He's still here. That's fine. I'm glad, but that doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, you know, we're dealing with it. It's it's a it's a chronic cancer. So it's one of those things that we watch, we wait. At some point, he'll have to have a stem cell transplant, but we're kind of waiting for that. So, but he's doing good. And then my father died in 2018 after some rough health challenges. My mother had a stroke. I mean, there was like so many things that were happening that kind of my weight went on the back burner. Like I just couldn't worry about it. I had so much going on. We sold our house, we downsized. And then in January of 2020, we decided to move to San, back to San Diego. We were empty nesters. We had two kids in California. We're like, why are we in Seattle? Like we're moving back. That's where we're from. So we moved back to San Diego and of course, 2020, January of 2020. Oh. And <laughs> well, I'm glad you went ahead and moved in January. Yeah, right. right? Before we, like, knew any, we probably well, wouldn't have moved. No, you know? because like in March, we didn't know if we were allowed to go to the grocery store, much we less were... move to this another state. Like, are we allowed to move? If, I don't can know. Can we cross borders? Well, I know. I remember crazy. we had the beach condo at that point. But I was scared to go. I was like, I don't know if we're allowed to drive to this condo that we own. So I'm just going to stay here. Right. It was weird. It was such a weird time. So January hit. My my middle daughter was having trouble launching after college. And she was down here and she was struggling. And then it turns out she was having uh, problems with alcohol and addiction. So I put her, got down here like two weeks later, went up to LA, got her, put her in rehab, a 30-day rehab. <laughs> We'd gotten this teeny tiny condo to live in, and then she's living with us after rehab. Then my mother passes away <laughs> in February, the end of February. And I was grateful having had been down here because- Because she was in San Diego. She was in San and Diego. And you got to be with her. Every single day so until glad. the day she died. And then she died before COVID happened, before the quarantines happened. Right. So, it was so you just got to kind see of, her. Oh, that was a blessing. And got to be with her when she yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and we wouldn't have been able to if she, you know, that would have been horrible. So I'm super grateful for that. So I have all these things in my life <laughs> happening. Then the pandemic happens. My son's at Cal Poly. He has to come home. So yeah. Two kids living. So you're all in a little condo. <laughs> Teeny tiny two bedroom condo. Oh, no. <laughs> With 
Two adult children. Two adult children. <laughs> Hello, one, everyone. One is struggling with sobriety. So, oh, it was not pretty. <laughs> I get it. I get that. Yeah. So I happened to talk to my friend who I had done Weight Watchers with way back. We started it together. And she called me. She's like, you, you got to get this book. You got to get this book. It's Delay, Don't Deny. You got to read it. I've lost 15 pounds. So I literally ordered it on Amazon that day. It came the next day. I took it out on the patio. I read the whole thing cover to cover and I started intermittent fasting the very next day. It was a Thursday. So May 21st, I'm almost in my two year anniversary of fast anniversary. Fantastic. Yeah. I we're know. recording this in May. Mm-hmm. So you are almost at your two year fast anniversary. Because at first I was like 2020. Why didn't she read Fast Feast Repeat? And I'm like, oh yeah, it hadn't it come out yet. It came out later. Yeah, it right, didn't come out till right, June. Right. Yep. So I started listening to your podcast like right away and I just jumped in. And I think the reason that I did that wholeheartedly, well, first I had resigned myself to the fact that I was just going to be fat because my mother, you know, was heavy and, and she died from, you know, comorbidities from being overweight. So I was like kind of resigned to it. Like, I guess this is just our genes, right? So had kind of resigned myself. So when this came, I'm like, well, I'll try it. You know, what the heck? But the nice thing about it was it gave me something to control in my life that was spinning like completely out of control. And so to have this thing to hold on to, and it was working, just the control of it, I think for me was huge. And it gave me control over food. It gave me control over myself. So just big, really, really Well, big. it really, really is. And especially, you know, since you'd been struggling for so long, I guess by that point, you'd been struggling for maybe 20 years, yeah. almost so, yeah, 20 I was years. About, I was about 55. And I think yeah. I started my journey about Around 36. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you'd been yeah, struggling for years. a long time. Yeah. And for people who have never dieted, it's hard to understand, but you always are thinking about food. And should I be eating now? Should I be eating this? What am I going to eat later? Is am I going to? Is it the wrong thing? Am I cheating? And then you'll eat something that you really want, and then you feel shame after eating it. It's awful, and it's a whole dialogue in your head constantly. And you're on the diet. You're off the diet. You're Correct. being good. You're being, you're being bad. bad. All mm-hmm. that morality. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my my purpose in life is to help people disengage morality from eating and food and in general. Yes. Just, I just totally in general. Agree. I totally agree. Yeah. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES promo code IFSTORIES10. 
If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. We don't always eat because our body needs those nutrients. We eat for a lot of reasons. You know, one of the saddest sayings of all is like food is simply fuel. I like that. No, no, no. no <laughs> I mean, you're like I, you're like I am. You get a lot of joy in food, and I do too. In my family, growing up, the, all the celebrations were around food. So, I mean, it, it kind of ties joy and celebration and stuff around food. But I also like food. I like to cook. I like food. I like new recipes. I like that stuff. So, And, and we're supposed to have joy and pleasure from it. And I'm, I'm going to say sex, everybody. Sorry. But you know, saying that food is only fuel is like saying sex is only procreation. Correct. So Correct. sorry, everybody. There's... I just went there, but <laughs> I had to say it. But, but Well, there's you know, pleasure, right? Right. We're, pleasure we're meant in to food. enjoy yeah. things yes. in yes. life, not yes. just, you know, yeah. I'm just, not I'll just fuel. eat this fuel. It's no. Not, that's like transactional. I don't know. Exactly. And that's, exactly. That's not the way I feel about it. So food, if we so. could just get the morality out of the way with eating, yes. like we do with other yes. aspects that are pleasurable yeah. in our lives, yes. that yes. would be a good thing. Totally. Totally yeah. agree. So you started, it was something to control and it felt like, what did you start doing? So I started with 16-8 and then I remember reading in your book, well, you really can't lose weight if you, unless you're like 19.5 or more. So I'm like, okay. And I don't know how I phrased it. I mean, some people can. Yeah, some people can. Yeah. I, I cannot. I just wanted to. I just, I was committed at that point. I'm like, I can, when I realized I could fast because the clean fast allowed me not to get shaky and hangry and all those things, I'm like, okay, I can do this. So then I kind of started backing it down and I, and I went to like 19.5, 24 was kind of where I was at. And I'd eat like one big meal a day and then I'd have like two small snacks. Yeah. That's very much what I do. Yep. So when you were doing it before, I just wanted to like nail down that clean fast and you were feeling shaky. You know, so many people have tried after reading some books, even the book, the authors that I love, they're not getting the clean fast. You know, they're not as emphatic about it as I am because honestly, they think they'd rather you do fasting with some cream than not do fasting at all. And I really think that's the philosophy. Whereas my philosophy is if you do it that way, you're going to be miserable and you're going to quit. So you might as well just do it the right way that feels like it's going to be harder, but it really isn't. It really isn't. It's so much so easier. What were you using when, when you were doing it the wrong way, let's just say? Oh, so I always had fancy cream in my coffee, like the Starbucks creamer, and I'd froth it, and I'd make a pretty – and I bought one of those frother things, those machines that froth your milk, heat it up and froth it. And I remember telling people, I think the cream in my coffee is making me fat. <laughs> I think – I mean, listen, what is dairy – Dairy is nature's perfect food for building baby mammals at the time of their life when they're growing the fastest, right? So when you think about it like that, 
that it's the food for growing you quickly. So, you know, I love dairy and my body handles it well. You know, my DNA tells me that. Not everybody does. But I do understand it's not really your weight loss food, right? It's definitely not a fasting food. Correct. There's no fasting food, but I was so scared of black coffee. I was just like, oh my God, I don't know. Do you have some right now? Yes, black black coffee coffee right here. Yeah. So I was so scared of it. I like, I thought, oh, there's no way. My mother always drank black coffee. So she probably could have fasted. God bless her. I wish she'd known about intermittent Uh fasting. She would have been like, she would have been great at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, bit the bullet. I remember making that first cup of coffee. I had a friend of mine who I introduced intermittent fasting to, and she had a conversation with her coffee cup that morning. Like, okay, I don't know about you, but I'm going (laughs) to try you. (laughs) We're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. I think, I hope, you know. So anyway, I embraced it wholeheartedly. And the difference is huge. It's really huge. I tried intermittent fasting with the Jason phone book with cream in my coffee and I couldn't do it. So it is the clean fast is the key. Man. And I love Jason Fung. And if it wasn't for him, that ironically, reading the obesity code is what convinced me to go 100% clean because he talks about insulin and the, the, you know, the cephalic phase insulin response. And but then he's like, yeah, put a little cream, whatever. It's fine. And I'm like, no, no, no. I know. I know. Because then I, I immediately understood why that was was causing the problem. It makes so much sense. It just initiates the whole insulin process, right? But as, you know, as a as a physician, he'd rather you do something than nothing. Whereas I am like, no, y'all, this is easier. You, I promise you. I promise. I know people really freak out about the black coffee, but it really isn't that hard. And now I prefer it. Like if I have, I've introduced clients to intermittent fasting and they, once they make the leap, then they go back to Starbucks and they get their fancy drink and they, they can't even drink it. It's no, you're so like, how did I even sweet. do this? Yeah. And they throw and it even- away. You know, things like a a slice of lime or a slice of lemon. It was really kind of funny. I was at the beach with Will last week getting things ready for our move. And we went to eat dinner and I hadn't eaten yet. I ordered a a club soda with a wedge of lime, you know, as my beverage for the meal. My window was open. I was opening it, but I hadn't eaten yet. And I was perfectly fine. Then I started drinking this club soda with lime. And I was immediately like... I am going to die. Where is the food? I'm starving. And I'm like, just from that little bit of lime. Wow. Like opened it up. Yeah. The thing I like too about intermittent fasting, you really get to know your body. And listening to those satiety signals, I had lost those. Like I looked at the clock to know when to eat. I had completely lost satiety signals. I never hardly ever got hungry. Truly hungry. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> I felt hungry a lot with the roller yeah. coaster of my oh, blood yeah. sugar. Oh, yeah, completely. But not the real satiety signals. So that's the other thing I really love about intermittent fasting. It totally gets you in tune with your body. So It really, really does in an yeah. amazing way. Yeah. So you started off, you were clean fasting, and you quickly moved to 19.5 to 24, something around in there. Yep. And I lost, I lost about 30 pounds. Let me see. Let me look and see. In about, about seven months. And that's pretty good. You were on the other side of menopause. Yeah. Yeah. I have stayed pretty much there for two years. I really wanted to lose like 10 more pounds, but I seriously wonder if menopause has something to do with that because I've gotten lower on other diets but I just think with my body being in menopause, it just doesn't want to release 
those last 10 pounds. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, I do think that our bodies are different after menopause. And that is just one of those things that nobody wants to hear, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I know. You know, I didn't want to know what was going to happen. You know, I did all of my weight loss prior to menopause. Yeah, right, right. And, and I, I lost, did mine after. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I lost the weight, got, you know, to my to my goal, lost about 80 pounds. You know, my skin tightened up really well. And then going through menopause, things are a whole lot jigglier than yeah, they were. softer. Yeah. In 2018, when I was still cycling, uh, you know, I was a lot leaner feeling. I, 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 well, let's just say tighter. I'm not going to say I was a lot leaner, but I, things were tighter. Then I went through menopause and, you know, now my legs are sackier on this side. And so, you know, it's not from the and weight you were loss. In shape. It's from, I mean, you were in shape and you were, you had lost it and were yeah, firm. And then I was, <laughs> then I went through menopause and it's like, you know, you see the, the 80 year old woman on the beach and her legs look like they're melting. <laughs> that was because she's lost her skin elasticity. Yeah. Thanks to no more those hormones anyway. So it's been a surprise for me, but you know, did that mean intermittent fasting stopped working for my no. body? No, it means no. my body changed. And I'm still wearing the same shorts. Like the shorts I'm wearing right now, I think I bought these in 2018. I've got plenty of room in them. I haven't gained weight, but I've gotten saggier and baggier. Yeah. Let yeah. me just so- put it that softer, way. I'm squishier. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the right body to hug grandchildren in. That's right. That's what That's I'm right. saying. So. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, but, it's, we can't stop it, right? We can't no. stop aging. It's the aging process. We can't. But yeah. but anybody who's listening who's the, the same phase, you really, you can work with the body you've got. It's yes. hard to fight it. Yeah, it is hard to fight it. Because yeah. the changes are going to happen. They are going to happen. Yeah. So my daughter, my middle daughter, who was struggling so much two years later, fast forward, she's fantastic. She's I'm so glad. sober 18 months. She's great. She's doing so great. I'm so proud of her. And she's actually getting her personal training certificate. So oh, she's wow. going to work with me a little bit. We'll see if we can tighten up that flabbiness or maybe, or maybe get those last few pounds up. At this point, I don't really care, Jen. I feel so good and I'm maintaining. I've never maintained on it. Yeah, after, that's the miracle. After a dot, quote unquote diet, I've never been able to maintain the weight. It's always come back. Ditto. And this is feels like a lifestyle and doable. I don't deprive. I get to go out with my friends when I want to. It's so, it's so easy to live with. It is amazing. You know, I've never maintained either. And so I'm now seven years Wow, in maintenance. That's incredible. 2015 to 2022. That's incredible. So seven years, I have not ever had to buy bigger clothes, even after going through menopause, even That's after incredible. being a little saggier. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know what my scale says because I don't weigh, but, you know, my jeans still fit. But you know, my waist got a little bigger. I will say that. My waist went, after menopause, my waist measurement went up almost an inch, but then it stayed there. Like it didn't just keep going up it, it, over too. the transition. It's yeah. just stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I definitely had a smaller waist prior to <laughs> prior. the last time I lost before menopause, I had a smaller waist, but you know, it is what it is. I, it, I, it wasn't I, enough to make me have to buy bigger clothes. So no. And I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to go on some other wacky oh, no. diet. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I like this lifestyle. I feel really comfortable. I'm super happy. Honestly, Jen, I owe you so much because it changed the trajectory of my life. I I was in fundraising for nonprofit. I left that and I went back to school. I went to IIN, the oh, Institute for that. Integrative Nutrition, got my health certificate, health coaching certificate, and started a health coaching practice a year ago. So a year ago, January. So I really feel like health for me, health was the cornerstone of 
changing the, my life, living my best life, you know, so health started it. And then I was able to kind of, okay, I'm going to change my career and I'm going to change my, all my kind of life habits. It just, it set me on this trajectory of better. Well, that's exactly what happened for me. Exactly the same exact path because, you know, I was a teacher. I wasn't doing anything with health. I was a teacher who had a hobby of reading diet books. Yeah. <laughs> I had all those books. I got rid of them. I wish I kept them now. I'm like, well, I wish I had a wall of them. <laughs> they, they are funny. I'm getting rid of all of them right now in the move. Oh. I'm taking like a few special things. I'm taking, of course, the obesity code and just some very special ones that I might refer back to. But all the other – oh, and I still had a whole shelf of them. Also, people send them to me. Yeah. Like my, you should my, take a picture of all of them. <laughs> my know, agent yeah. will send them to me. <laughs> or like <laughs> – Oh, really? Why? Well, just, yeah. well, just so you just know like, the latest, greatest? Or? Well, if, if it's a client mm-hmm. of our of our mm-hmm. agency, mm-hmm. they'll send it to me and they, <laughs> they represent the, like, you know, they sent me, you know, Fast This Way, Dave Asprey's book, because he's a client of my same agent. So I had, I've not taken that one. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I did read it, but <laughs> it's not making the cut. Not making the cut. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I had them all up into anything published prior to 2014. I was with you. It crossed my hands at some point. Yeah, I had that book, Eat This, Not That. Oh, me too. I, I, I had a bunch of those. Pic- pictures. I didn't just buy one Eat This, Not That. I bought like <laughs> yeah, all of them. Eat yeah. This, Not That fast food. Yeah. Eat This, Not That at Kroger. I don't know. They had them for everything. They had them for everything. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Because I just felt like there was this magical way if you just could figure Find out it. how mm-hmm. to eat. I know. Thin. I know. I know. <laughs> Crazy. And then, you know, the author of those Eat This, Not That is the same guy who wrote The 8-Hour Diet. Oh. Did you know that? I didn't know The 8-Hour Diet. Same guy. Oh. oh. The 8-Hour Diet. Oh, Oh, kind of. I've heard you talk about it before. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know how to say his last name. It starts with a Z and it's pronounced differently than I think it is. But he wrote The 8-Hour Diet and that was maybe 2012-ish or something around there. And it's funny because he was the same guy like, eat this, not that. And then he's like, eat whatever you want, just in eight hours. Eight hours, yes. Same guy. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, no. (laughs) He should have said, eat this, not that in your eight hours. In your eight-hour window. That might have been more successful. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds better. (laughs) That would have been a really – I don't know why he didn't write eat this, not that in Uh, eight hours. In eight hours. That would have been way better for me. Yeah, probably would have been successful. I never lost weight on that eat whatever you want in an eight-hour period. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I'm like, like, all right. It's like that intuitive eating. Like that might work, I think, when you're younger and you can really tap into your satiety signals. I needed to do the intermittent fasting to even know what those were anymore. (laughs) So I'm sure you've heard me talk about my foray into intuitive eating. When I asked myself, because they tell you, ask yourself, are you hungry? And if so, then eat. Well, the answer was always yes. Always yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And they also teach you in intuitive eating that there's, again, I love so much of their message, the message of there is no morality with food. Mm-hmm. If you yes, want it, a eat great, it. That is a great message. I yes. love that. However, I have now learned so much about how our bodies work and about food that I know, I now understand that you lose your satiety signals when you're eating the ultra processed foods. Totally. So if you're eating literally whatever sounds good because that's what they tell you to do and you're asking yourself are you hungry the answer is yes because you haven't had any nutrients and so it's really really hard to be an intuitive eater 
eating ultra processed foods. And they engineer those foods to make you want more and more and more. Yeah. So it's the good thing about intermittent fasting for me is I've kind of lost my want of processed foods because I don't feel good when I eat them. I just kind of naturally gravitated towards eating cleaner because it just feels better. And I realize I need to eat foods that are high in nutrient value or I get really hungry. And exactly. you know, when I'm opening up my window the next day, it's like, oh, I'm starving, you know? So I have to eat food that's high in food quality. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really the, the key to satiety mm-hmm. Yeah, is the mm-hmm. better the quality of your food, the more yeah, satisfied the, your body's going to be. Exactly. And, and you don't need to eat as much food because you're eating, you're getting the nutrients. Our bodies don't count calories. They count nutrients. Yes. And that really yes. is the magic because, totally. you know, there've been days I'm sure that I, back when I was eating the standard American diet, only that, I don't know, 3,000 calories, 4,000 calories. I have no idea how much I I was eating. I I don't either. It was a A lot. lot. But my body was not (laughs) satisfied at all. I might have been stuffed, but I didn't feel, I certainly wasn't well nourished. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same, same exact experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with intermittent fasting, you can literally eat whatever you want, but what you're going to want is going to change. It totally changes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. Actually. I've never eaten this well in my life and I'm 57 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Did I? Me too. When I was just at the beach with Will, we were eating out because we were on the go and I wasn't cooking and we went to this restaurant and I've always wanted to go there. It was on the marsh and it was so cute and I want to eat it. I wanted to try it. Oh my gosh, it was so not window worthy. Yeah. I will never go there again. It was the worst. I was mad. Yeah, you do. You get mad (laughs) because it's like, this is my only meal and it's terrible. (laughs) It was, I was so mad. I'm like, this, I ordered like, what did I get? Like, I don't know, fried green tomatoes. They were not good. And like this she crab soup, and it was not good. Oh no. I didn't even eat it. I was like, I'm not eating this. So disappointing. Then we went back to the house and we had this meal. It's like a frozen meal that I think I bought for Will when he was there, but it was like a Martha Stewart frozen meal. Did you know oh, she has frozen yes, meals? Yes, I did know she had frozen meals. Yeah. Well, it looked good, so I bought it, but I didn't buy it for myself, but it was like pinto beans and pork and something. It was, I don't know, it was a meal, but it was like really good. I'm oh, like, all yay. right, I'm, I'm eating a frozen Martha Stewart meal and I'm really excited. Better than the cute <laughs> it was better restaurant than the meal. expensive restaurant meal, but I, my body needed like those beans yeah. and the yeah. whatever was in there. Yeah. Yeah, and then I felt better. Yeah, totally. But you yeah. got to have the real nutrients, or it's yes, just not you a do. Good day. Yes, you do. Totally. Yeah. So, when did you decide you wanted to do health coaching? Though I know you said you went to IIN, you just were looking for something, and you wanted to help people find the health journey that you had found. In my life, I had never found my thing. Right? I kept thinking, well, I'll like your it career out. thing. Yeah, You've like never I'll, found. Yeah, I'll figure it out when I grow up, kind of thing. So, but I had, so I had done things that just didn't have me. I love being a mom. That was one of my favorite careers was being a mom to my three kids, but work-wise, I just never found the thing. And I thought corporate was the way to go. And I wasn't happy there. And then I thought, well, I'll go nonprofit, use my business acumen and nonprofit. And then I wasn't really happy there. So I just hadn't found my thing. And so I just did a lot because that year, that 2020 year was so bad. I did a lot of introspection and worked on myself, did a lot of journaling. Like, what do I really want? I decided that I wanted to try this. I mean, I was so jazzed by this health opportunity and then to be able to help other people. And one of the other reasons was one of the reasons that really inspired me was I watched my parents really suffer in the last five, six years of their life. My mother ended up having a stroke, it affected her speech. 
she was like me. We were talkers and she couldn't find the words. She had something called aphasia, which has been in the news because Bruce Willis has it. So it was really, really hard to watch. And I thought, I don't want to be like that. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that to my kids. I don't want to be like that. And I remember listening to Dr. Rob Johnson, Rob Johnson, the guy from Utah, right? And he said, Oh, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Yeah. Rob Jones. He said, we should be like a candle that just flickers and goes out, like burns long, flickers and goes out instead of like dimming, 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 dimming. You know, that was such a great analogy for me because I thought, yes, that's what we want. That's what we, we want to age be. well. We want to age well. And we want, and I just felt like I want to help people age well. I want to, I want to help their kids so they don't have to go through what my sister and I went through with the co, you know, in the hospital, out of the hospital, in rehab. And, you know, it was, that was awful. So it just, felt inspired to want to do that. And this feels right. Like of all in my life, now that I'm in my mid fifties, I'm like, I I found it. found the thing. (laughs) Same with me. I mean, I loved being a teacher, so I would not go back and not do that. It was the right thing for me. And then all of a sudden it didn't feel like the right thing anymore. And it was time to go because I was doing all of this. This came in and, and this is, like I said, my life's purpose feels like to be, to help people find peace with, their bodies and their eating. And notice I didn't say my life's purpose is to help you get to your goal weight. Nope. Nope. Right? And I'm not, I'm not at mine, right? <laughs> Jen, I'm not at it. Yeah. But I feel really good. And I feel like like sustainable health. Right. Right. That's what we want. Sustainable we, health. Knowing that all bodies are different and that your healthy, maintainable weight is not going to be the same as my healthy, maintainable weight. My body shape is different than your body shape. And we've got to find, it's a balance. Your goal weight is really your goal lifestyle. Correct. It's finding a way that you love living, you enjoy every day. If you're having to white knuckle it and you hate it and this is miserable, then that's not your goal lifestyle. No. You know, the name of the chapter is Tweak It Till It's Easy. Exactly. Tweak it till you lose those last five pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming in your ear. Yeah. (laughs) Totally agree. And, you know, we talked a little bit before the show about I jumping on your train and we want to start a movement where we can help because the statistics are terrible in this country and they're not getting better. They're getting worse. And we just want to be able to people hear this and know there's an option. Right. And that it's not deprivation. It's you know, not. even still we we hear that a lot. Someone mm-hmm. in the in the community, the delay don't deny community was talking today a post about how they had mentioned they were at a herb herbalist or herbalist's office and they she mentioned she was doing fasting and the herbalist was like, No, you must eat six times a day. You must fuel your body. You can't starve yourself. She's like, yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, okay, thanks so much. All right. I just wanted some herbs. Yeah, (laughs) I know. know, But, but the the misconception is out there. They're like, fasting equals starving. Right, right. And it's not. But the science makes so much sense. And finally, I think the medical world are starting to embrace it in a bigger way than they ever have. I mean. You know, not everybody, but, you know, there's actual articles in the New England Journal of Medicine, you know, so people are starting to embrace the healing aspects. I have a client who she said, tell Jen this, her liver counts were borderline and her A1C was creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. She just did intermittent fasting. She goes, I can't attribute 
any of this to anything but intermittent fasting. She went back recently. Everything is in the good range. Love and it. she's just intermittent fasting. And she's lost a little bit of weight. She hasn't lost a ton of weight. But she's like, I know it's the healing in my liver that has solved this problem that I was having. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I know. I know. When, when you're healing, because you know, sometimes people just only focus on the weight loss. Right. And they they become fixated. I'm sure you see that with clients. I do. Mm-hmm. That, that are fixated on the weight loss. And they're like, well, I just might as well quit because it's yeah, not working. They're it's like, not working. Yeah, yeah but look no. at your A1C. Yeah. Look at your liver test. Yeah, look at your numbers. Yeah. And, you know, look at your skin. I, mine was the elbow thing. I remember one day just reaching down and going, oh, my God, Smooth. my elbows are soft. You know? It's true. <laughs> exactly. So really, I wish every – I probably should have put this in Fast Feast Repeat, but I didn't think about it. But everyone, if they were able to get like a full blood work – like get everything. I should have said that if I were like, go in, get a full, get get all your blood work done, get it completely done, even like your fasted insulin levels. And then you'll have something to really concrete or even get a DEXA scan if you can. You know, we had somebody in the community yesterday. I mean, this is one of those claims that seems too good to be true, but I mentioned it briefly in Fast Feast Repeat about there's some chatter about bone density improving mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. fasting. Really? Yay. Yes. <laughs> Fung, Fung and, and and his group, they were talking about seeing that in their patients. But Fabulous. somebody in the community yesterday, and I, I hope I don't get this wrong, osteopenia, okay. I believe, is, it, is she was diagnosed with that. And her scan showed that, she, you know, and it's like a precursor, like you're on the road to yes, osteoporosis. Yes. You're starting to decline in bone density. Yes. yes. Your bone density is going down. And the word on the street is that it's irreversible. Your only goal is to prevent more bone loss. Yes. That's, that's what, what I, that's, that's what they what say. I've heard. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. what they say. Mm-hmm. But she's been doing intermittent fasting, also using a vibration plate. Oh, interesting. Yep. And she went back and just had a rescan maybe a year after her last one or something. It's totally reversed. Whoa. No more sign of it. Whoa. I mean, that sounds made up. That sounds fake. That sounds, how can that be true? That does sound fake. And it is her study of one. And, you know, she's reporting this. But, you know, the scan is not lying to her. No. no. (laughs) I'm not lying to you. But... That is what happened. I'm not going to say that's going to happen for everybody. everybody. Every person with bone loss, this may not help you, but for whatever it was, it helped her. Theoretically, I can see the path for it because with intermittent fasting, when we're fasting clean, we have higher levels of growth hormone. And also, you know, autophagy is going on. Our body's reusing things, rebuilding. It's the rebuilding, rebuilding yeah, recycling. process, recycling, <laughs> able to, you know. So, and also the vibration plate, I think, helps too. They, they actually designed that, you know, NASA did the early research on vibration plates. They were designed to help the astronauts. Astronauts in space because mm-hmm. of no gravity. Exactly. Oh, interesting. That's exactly. so interesting. So cool. anyway, very exciting. And that's not the kind of thing that you, you know is happening. But just to think that fasting could be preventing you from having the bone loss of aging. Maybe you didn't lose 10 pounds, but. I'd rather have good, strong bones yeah, and wobbly exactly. legs. Exactly. And maybe your stronger bones are just adding to your weight. So. Maybe. <laughs> your denser bones. I don't know. Well, it does. Probably. I'm sure it does. I don't know how much it would be measurable, no, but I, I mean, know. I literally have no idea. Maybe it is measurable, but those are the victories that you can't always quantify or even know that are happening. I mean, I haven't had a, a scan of my bones ever, so I don't know what they had been doing, what they're doing now, but. I had one and it was probably early on in intermittent five. I'm going to look back at the date. 
And that'll be interesting that the next one I have to see if it's changed. That would be interesting. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you went to Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I did. Did you do the whole year program or was it a shorter one? I did the year program in six months. Okay. So it's I did the, the year in a year. <laughs> yeah. It's the, well, you were teaching full time. So I, I was. Mean, that, it's because it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. So, but I, I didn't think they didn't offer a year. The six, six months. They one. didn't offer that yeah. when I did it. I yeah. probably would have because I'm crazy like that. It's but the year program just condensed. condensed. You get two modules a week instead of Ooh. one. It's the same thing. You just get two modules. I might not could have managed it. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. I was working at one point when I did it. I was, I was doing other work, working for another school, and I ended up leaving that because. I wanted much. to do this. Yeah. But yeah, so I did it in six months and, and and then I just took a gut microbiome class from them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It was like a 16 week course. Yeah. The gut microbiome and all the all the things. SIBO. What were some of the, the takeaways that you got from that? I think the biggest thing I took away is the connection between the gut and the brain. Like it is just hugely connected. Like what affects the gut affects the brain. What affects the brain affects the gut. It, it's just like huge, huge, huge interaction between the two. And the other takeaway is that the gut is microbiome is super complex. Like it is super so complex. Com- and it's like a chemistry experience and bioindividuality of the human because everybody's gut is different. So everybody has to figure out what chemistry works best for them. And I think intermittent fasting helps that because you, you learn how to read your body. You can eat certain foods and go, mm, didn't really agree with me. Hmm. Now I can kind of connect the two and say, okay, I'm probably having this issue or whatever. So yeah, it was it super really interesting. Yeah. And you know, if someone's yeah. struggling to lose weight, it could be something going on in the gut. Totally, totally. And especially if someone all of a sudden gains a lot of weight and they don't know why. Something right. might have changed in their gut. In their you gut. Go back mm-hmm. and say, were you sick? Did you have an illness? Did you take antibiotics? You might have killed off all your gut microbiome. You know, you, sometimes you have to take antibiotics. But the other one was NSAIDs, you know, ibuprofen. Pain relievers. Pain yeah. relievers. That does kind of does a number on your microbiome. So I didn't, those are things I just didn't know. It was super Artificial sweeteners. Yeah, artificial sweeteners do a number on That's your a reason microbiome. to be cleanish right yeah, there. Exactly. Because those, those bad chemicals are bad for your gut microbiome. Yeah. And I was a Diet Coke aholic. I mean, I would drink like two or three. That was the last, that was my last stand. (laughs) 
with intermittent fasting. Like I got to give up the diet. I knew, I knew they were bad. I knew everything about them were bad. I just, they were hard for me to give up. Well, because you crave that burning flavor, whatever yeah. it is. I, I mean, still I like can, them. I still uh-huh. like them. I don't yeah, anymore like but, it, but, but I can remember. I don't like it as much. The, the flavor isn't quite the same anymore, but yeah. I sure craved it. I remember there's just, it was nothing like it. <laughs> Feel and the I go, burn. I don't and know. And <laughs> like in the afternoon when like needed that, like pick me up. I don't need that anymore. Like that afternoon caffeine, chocolate, whatever snack, whatever I needed, but it was always a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't need it anymore. So it was great. a latte for me. It yeah. An afternoon latte. I had yeah. to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need it. It's so great. So, so are you using intermittent fasting with all of your clients or like, would you say you have intermittent fasting practice or are you just health coaching with intermittent fasting when appropriate? So far, all of my clients have been using intermittent fasting. I have introduced it to them and they've embraced it. And so I'll do like a four week workshop, just kind of introducing people a 28 day jumpstart. I just take that chapter and then I just break it into four weeks and get them started on it so they can get going on it. And I send them your book. <laughs> They get your book and we go through the book together and off they go. Yeah. Yeah. The teacher in me likes that. Yes. I, yes, yes. I use your book as my like, look, it's my training manual. It has all the little pieces of paper in it. You know, I love my community, but not everybody, of course, reads the book and they'll come in and they'll be like, I'm on day seven and I've only lost. 23 pounds. What am I doing wrong? I'm like, stop, stop. Go back and read the 28-day chapter. You might not lose any weight in the first month. It's like my big, you know, stipulation. And then there'll be somebody who will come along and – and they'd be like, I did the 28-day fast start, and then I got on the scale, and I didn't lose any weight, and I'm so sad. What oh, should yeah. I change? I'm like, nothing. Like, keep, keep going. I'm serious. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's, even people who read that, like it's like they don't believe that, that I'm really meaning that. I know. And, and so you could then be super insulin resistant, and your body's just trying to heal itself. I just itself. really don't want people to expect the weight loss in that first 28 days. And I'm not kidding, and I really, really don't. And because I don't want you to get on on day 29 and be disappointed when you when you gained two pounds on day 29 because your body's learning how to do something new. So I'm glad you're really like... Yeah, I'm hardcore. Hardcore <laughs> on that because it's true. But I talk to people, you know, it's not for everybody. And I talk about eating disorders and you should not do this. You have a, an active eating disorder. You know, I toe the line, Jen. Good. But ca- you want to be careful. I mean, I think I it's I want to be really careful. Yeah. We want people to have good success. And over fasting for your body, that's not going to give you good success. Right, right, right. So yeah, so I do that. And I and I have one on one clients that I work with. And I do pretty much everyone I've introduced intermittent fasting to most everyone who does it has had success and have continued on. So which is great. I'm like, do a side by side. I mean, they never do the photos. Why do they never do the photos? They never do the measurements. I'm like, do the measurements, do the photos. The photos are so powerful. So powerful. And sometimes like I had one friend that was, she was a client and she was doing it with me and she didn't take the pictures. And so she did, she's a, she's a grief coach. And so she does like Facebook lives. So I went into her Facebook live and I took a picture of her, like I snapped a pic picture during the live. And then I took four weeks later and I snapped a picture and I put them side by side and I sent her the email and she's like, oh my God. Right. Cause <laughs> like, you can't see it in the mirror. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She's like, oh my God, my face is totally different. I'm like, yeah, I was telling you that. <laughs> but so. probably the scale had not reflected as much right. loss as, as she, she, thought, it she thought it should. Yeah. But she was, that's the key. Yeah. She was shocked. So, but it's, it's also inflammation, right? It really changes the look on your face. So it changes it in such a big way. So again, yeah, everybody take the pictures pictures. and if you can wear the same outfit every time, that is even better. Same angles, same outfit. 
take it the same way. Because then you might not notice it, but then, you know, like your shorts are up higher on your body because there's right. not as, or like right. your neckline is hanging lower. I remember the, somebody had a, was it you that had the necklace that like was lower? Or, I, don't I know. did have a photo crazy. like that. Yeah. I did have one because yeah. I, I recreated, this is in, on my journey of when I was losing weight, but I recreated the same exact photo and the necklace was hanging way down. And I'm like, man, I had a fat neck. <laughs> I did though. I had what do they call it? A dowager hump. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was. I had that mm-hmm. hump on the back yeah. of my neck. Yeah. Oof. And now I don't. Yay! Yay! Yay for us. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, besides your clients, do you tell other people about intermittent fasting I in your do. life? Just everybody. I do. I do. And you know, it's taken me a year to kind of grow into my life as a health coach and as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think in the beginning, you just kind of feel like, oh, I'm just kind of dabbling in this, you know. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, I tell everybody. And I think because I've had success myself, and then I've had a lot of clients have success, I feel really confident in what it is and how to do it right. And, and so yeah, I tell everyone my husband doesn't do it. But you know, he has cancer. So I'm like, you, you get to do what you want. Do what do. You, want. you do you. He exercises. He's a walker. He walks like an hour and a half every day. So he's yeah, he's fit. He's just, you know, I'm like, you get to eat whatever you want. So, but he's really good. He's like, do you want to get dinner? Or is, is it in your window? Or when do you want to go eat? So we can eat early since it's still in your window. Because I do a like around a noon to four kind of noon to five kind of a window and so he's always you know wants to make sure he's in my window which is super I love sweet. that yeah, that is yeah. very sweet yeah he gets it now he didn't get it in the beginning he's like doing what <laughs> well he's probably seen how much happier you are and how much more relaxed yes yes and I forgot to mention my son so my son went off to college my youngest he went off to college and he was at Cal Poly and they were remodeling the the dining hall so he wouldn't go to dinner so he was kind of fasting. He didn't really realize it. So he lost, he was the first kid I know that went to college and lost 40 pounds. <laughs> Everybody regains the freshman 15, right? He Even lost. Cal went off to college and, and got a little fluffier. Yeah, yeah. So he goes off to college. He loses 40 pounds. 40 pounds. Then the pandemic hits. This was his freshman year. Poor kid. Freshman year. He has to come home, live with me. I start doing intermittent fasting. He's like, well, I'm going to do that. So he jumps on with me. He loses 60 more pounds. He lost, he's lost a total of a hundred pounds. Oh he my looks gosh. Fantastic. Wow. He, he doesn't even look like the same kid. Like kids don't recognize him. Like, That's Kyle? amazing. Kyle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. A hundred pounds. He's my best client. Yay. <laughs> and you have given him the tools for the rest of his life. Doesn't that feel good? Really good. Really good. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. He's just, he looks amazing. I just, and he feels so good. He feels fabulous. And he's taken it with him to college and he's living a much healthier lifestyle in college than most college students. So, what, what kind of, what does he do? What's his approach? He's kind of in the same window I am. He does a big lunch and, this last year he switched to vegetarian and now he just informed me a week ago he's going full vegan. Oh wow. Like, whoa. All right. <laughs> I don't think I could do that, but well, you know, my son Cal, not to be confused with your son Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> but Cal is mostly vegetarian because his wife, Kate, is vegetarian. And so he they eat vegetarian at home. 
So, I mean, he, he does eat meat, but he's just super smart about it. And he's, you know, he's making sure he's getting enough protein and he goes to the farmer's market in San Luis Obispo. There's lots of farmer's markets. So he, he, does he the just farmer's feel market. better? What was his motivation? I think he just made him feel better. It just made him feel better. And he's not a drinker. And so he was just like, you know, this just feels like healthier to me. He's well, kind of embraced Will, the whole California. You know, I've healthy. never told Will to not eat meat or whatever, but you know, he doesn't like to eat a whole giant piece of meat. You know, when I cook for the family, Will's like, that's too much meat. And so he'll eat like a little bit of it. So we just all tend to gravitate towards that in our family, which is interesting, though, the bio-individuality. Did you ever try the eat right for your type, the blood type stuff? No, I know that. I know you what it is. That they, they, they talked about it in IIN and I'm and like, I, I, I did never not heard of it. think it's just as simple as your blood type. So let me just say no. that. I'm not <laughs> suggesting anyone go out and get that book and follow it. And also his books are confusing because his first book has one thing for type A and then his second book, now it's different. It contradicts the first. And so anyway, it's, it's very confusing to try to follow. But the one thing that sticks with me is... Type A is supposed to be like needs less meat. Oh, and I think that like like A blood. Yeah, blood oh, type A. Interesting. Well, all of us are blood type A. Yeah, we are too. And so less meat and type O are like supposed to be meat heavy. Oh, okay, interesting. So you know there is a genetic component. There is so much component. of it is you know your gut microbiome, but there is that genetic component as well. So he might be on to something with a, with some of it. I just like to ask people what their blood type is when they start talking about they don't like meat. I wonder if they're type A, like me, blood type A, because we're all for blood type A and all four of us don't feel better when we eat We don't eat meat. much meat. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's super interesting. interesting. Yeah. And are, are you A also? I am. Mm-hmm. And do you feel better with less meat? Yes. I used to eat a lot more meat. I eat a lot less meat now. And I pretty much, I don't eat a whole lot of red meat at all. I like red meat. But I do I just, like red meat I, I a do lot. Too, I just don't eat. I, I just eat don't, less chicken. I just eat a lot less. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just want, you know, veggies and a salad or whatever. I just, I just don't eat it as much. Or if I get a portion, it's a small portion. You know, you used to get like where meat was like the biggest portion on your plate, right? And now I don't do that at all. So it doesn't even appeal. No, no, it doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, too heavy. Well, we are almost out of time. Oh my gosh. I know it goes by so fast. Yeah. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I think I would tell someone, don't be afraid of fasting. I was afraid of fasting and that scared me off of it for a long time. Don't be afraid of fasting. The clean fast, you feel good. Don't be afraid of embracing black coffee or black tea or whatever. You can do it. You can do it. (laughs) You can do it. It's worth it. It's so worth it. And, you know, when we talked about don't expect, this is for the long haul. Right. This is lifestyle. It really is a lifestyle. This, This is sustainable lifestyle. So stay in the game and keep going because the healing that's going on in your body May not show up on the scale, but I mean, in a few years, I think you're going to be so happy with the results. So absolutely. And you'll just feel so much better. Feel so much. I feel so, I sleep so much better. I I hadn't slept good since my kids were born or when I was pregnant with kids. And now I sleep great. Well, that's good. Menopause did affect my ability to sleep well. So I'm not, (laughs) that's another thing that changed that I'm not excited about. I think that's pretty typical though. It is. Like I'll yeah. talk to somebody. Yeah. Oh, the ladies that are doing our estate sale at our house with all the furniture that we're not taking with us. 
she's like, oh, I wake up at 4.30 every day. And I'm like, and my mother told me she wakes up at 4.30 every day. And I actually think I am waking up at 4.30 every day, but I make myself not get Go up. Go back to, yeah, me too. So I, probably, I just need less sleep now. I, well, I, I, the I aging think, body yeah. seems to need, well, whatever. My body wants to wake up at 4. I'm like, I am not doing that body. <laughs> oh, my neighbor across the street also wakes up at 4.30. Oh, so dear I don't Lord. know. Maybe one day I'll just be like, all right, I wake up at 4.30 now. That's oh, what I do. Oh, God. I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Isn't it retirement? Are you supposed to sleep in? <laughs> yeah, but that's the, the joke's on you. Yeah. You, you can sleep in, but yet you, you don't. can't. Oh, <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're sleeping well. Thank you. Past 4.30. Yes. Pa- well, sometimes I will wake up at 4.30, but I make myself go back to sleep. Like, yeah. I'm not getting out of bed. That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe when we're 70, we'll just embrace it. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. Allison, I, oh, how can people connect you if they are, do you work with clients only there in San Diego or do you see? Most of my practice is virtual. So I work with clients all over the place, all over the world, honestly. Love it. I've had clients in Canada and Europe. And so, yeah, I, I'll work with you whenever. How can they I, find you? So they can find me on my website. It's www.allison with one L A L I S O N M Scott S C O T T dot com. That's me. And you can reach out to me and you can grab me at Allison at Allison M Scott.com too. All right. Email, well, we'll, we'll so. put that in show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. And so they can, they can find you because some people so really great. do just need, I mean, you can read everything in the world. You can listen to all the intermittent fasting stories in the world, but you just need, or you can even join the Delayed on Tonight community, but you just might need one-on-one. I wish I'd had me when I yeah. started it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's just so helpful to answer all the questions. You have so many questions in the beginning. So just get you jump started. 28 days. Yep, absolutely. Well, Allison, thank you so very much for being here today. Thank you, Jen. It was a pleasure. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at resonaterecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them 
In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.